0: Well, this is a really big honor for us and for our church. Uh, I'm sitting here with Suzanne Staville, who has uh, written two of the books uh, that we've been looking at together over the last couple weeks, uh, The Road Back to You and The Path Between Us. And we thought it'd be really fun to have kind of a deeper dive conversation into how we better understand who God has created us to be so that we can better love ourselves, others, and ultimately love God. So... Uh, this is a huge honor to have Suzanne with us here today. Uh, Suzanne, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're up to in the world.
1: Uh, okay. I am uh, the mother of four mm-hmm. who are all married, the grandmother of nine, and I'm married to the best human being I've ever met. Right. He's a United Methodist pastor and also co-founder of Life and Training Ministries, which we both operate out of. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I'm trying really hard to be faithful to myself and faithful to my call in the third third of my life. So I'm more carefully choosing where I go and mm. how many people I can talk to. Mm. And I'm writing a third book and I'm trying to still be a good parent to adult children and mm. a good grams to a bunch of grandchildren and a good pastor's wife. And that's mm. a lot.
0: That's a lot. Yeah. Well, that's why we're so grateful that you gave us this time and and would sit down uh, to have this conversation and much of the work that you do in the world is helping people connect the dots from who god created them to be and how to live that out in their everyday life and one of the main tools you use is the enneagram and this has been work that you've done yourself for many many years and now help people all over the world, I mean through people who listen to your talks, read your books, and then are part of the trainings and teachings that you do. How did you come, how did you discover the Enneagram? How did it find you? How did you find it? What was that like?
1: Well, my husband is a former Catholic priest and he and Richard Rohr had not met, but were aware of one another and they had very similar uh, experience coming into the priesthood even though they were in different orders. So, after Joe left the priesthood and we married, he knew that it was his responsibility in some sense to find a way for us to have a spiritual life, even though we were married and had four kids and had a lot to do right and so, um one day, he just called Father Rohr and said, "This is who I am. this is my background. Mm-hmm. Um, can we come see you and Father Rohr said, "Yes." Mm-hmm. And he had uh, already published some work on the Enneagram, Mm -hmm. so uh, we're talking now uh, mid-90s, and I um, had read one book, Mm -hmm. and I started talking to him about it, and he said, you know, I think you organically get this. Mm. So he said, I have a challenge for you. And uh, I said, okay. And he said, I'd kind of like to see you study this for a while. Let's get together again in a few months. So... I read a couple of things and started playing with a little bit, and then we got back together and he said, I would recommend that you study for five years before you start teaching. So when
0: he said a little while, he was thinking bigger picture.
1: Well, after I came back, he was for sure bigger (laughs)
0: picture. He was
1: committed to bigger
0: picture. (laughs) Good, good.
1: And he's fairly commanding. Yes. Um, yes. uh, In a
0: winsome way.
1: Yes. And Mm -hmm. so I studied for five years. Wow. And I think uh, that's the reason that the last 26 or seven years of teaching have uh, included the body of my work, which is the Enneagram applied to other parts of life. Mm -hmm. So, Enneagram and work, Enneagram Mm -hmm. and prayer, Enneagram Mm -hmm.
0: and relationships. Relationships is
1: my biggie, partly because of my own personality. Right. Yeah. And now I'm working on Enneagram and Crisis.
0: So talk a little bit about, for those who may be new to this, we've been talking about this as a church, but maybe someone's never heard of the Enneagram. They don't know what we're talking about. How would you describe what it is and how it can be a tool for transformation for folks? What is the Enneagram in a nutshell?
1: Uh, Nine different ways of seeing. Okay. And they're very different. Yes. So the assumption that we're all pretty much the same just isn't true. No, right. And once you know that, then it's like, okay, well then how are we going to communicate with one another? Right. How are we going to make life work if we're, in fact, very different from one another? Right. And so the reality is, in anagram wisdom, you can change what you do with how you see, but you can't change how you, you see. It. Mm-hmm. And motivation is consistent, and your Enneagram number is well honed by the time you're five.
2: Yeah.
1: In the last 10 or 12 years, I've come along with some other Enneagram master teachers to believe that genetic predisposition trumps environment in mm. terms of how you come to be the mm-hmm. number that you are. And the Enneagram, when I show up to teach a beginning workshop, I always say, I, I have a pretty good percentage of folks who leave my workshops knowing their number. Mm. But the thing I guarantee is that everybody will be more compassionate.
0: Mm. More loving or understanding yeah. of others. Yeah. Yeah, so the nine types, as we've been talking about, each person essentially is one type. Yep. And that doesn't change.
2: No.
0: Yeah. Some well, some folks, you know, think, oh, I was this and then I'm that, but um, maybe they just hadn't fully understood who they were. It's not that it necessarily, at least your experience and understanding with it, is it doesn't change. It's kind of locked in.
1: More than my experience and my understanding, I'm yeah. sure.
0: You're sure of it. I'm You're sure convinced. of that. It's not just your opinion. No, what
1: does change is how healthy you are.
0: Right. Right. That's the the spectrum. That
1: is the spectrum. And it's essential to know that at any time in your number, you could be healthy or average or unhealthy or in excess in your number or pathological.
0: Right. I'd love to hear why you believe it's such a transformational tool. Why is this? There's lots of personality assessments, profiles, all that kind of stuff all have their place. But why to you is the Enneagram such a spiritually transformative tool?
1: I have several uh, responses. The one that I value the most probably is, um, it, now I'm married to a pastor, mm-hmm. but I grew up in the Methodist church. Mm-hmm. We don't know scripture, actually. But one, one thing that I am aware of is that Paul talks a lot about why do I do the very the things, things I, I don't I do. want yeah. to do. Yeah. And I, it's because of your Enneagram number that you do the very things that you don't mm-hmm. want to do over and over mm-hmm. and over mm-hmm. again. And so I don't think you can change what you I don't think you can change anything unless you can name it mm. And the enneagram helps you name and observe behavior mm-hmm. that uh, is the best part of you and mm-hmm. also the worst part of you mm-hmm. So culturally, we live in a time where everybody wants to truncate whatever they don't like about themselves. Right. they just get rid of it, right right. right. And the Enneagram insists that you just wrap your arm around the whole thing mm-hmm. and work on being healthy mm-hmm. or even the top half of average right. or even learn from when you're unhealthy. Yeah, right. As opposed to trying to get rid of things right. that you um, wish were not true of you. Right. So I, I, I love the Enneagram as a spiritual wisdom for that reason. hmm I also uh, am pretty convinced of its spiritual application because of how it fits with people in Scripture. Mm-hmm. So you sent me um, a little bit of a clip so mm-hmm. I would know something about you. Yeah. And interestingly enough, you were talking about Mary and Martha yep. at the part that I yep. uh, looked at. Mm-hmm. So I've said for a long, long time that Martha's probably a two. Mm-hmm. And that she was very jealous of Mary
2: mm-hmm.
1: visiting with Jesus while mm-hmm. she was working in the kitchen, mm-hmm. which seemed to be your take as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And here's my addition to that because I'm a two.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The fact that you think you're serving God doesn't mean you're serving God. Right. Sometimes you're just serving yourself.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I don't know how you would know that without the Enneagram, mm. actually. Mm. I think to know yourself... Means you have a chance of bringing a better you to other people, mm. and I think, uh, you know, Merton says there's just mercy upon mercy, mercy. upon mm-hmm. mercy falling on all of us, mm-hmm. and I think Enneagram wisdom makes us aware that there is grace upon grace yeah. upon grace falling yeah. on us too.
0: Yeah, it's one of the things I love most about it, and you mentioned it just a second ago. Is in a culture of strengths finders, which is a great tool and all these things, we really do try and minimize, hide, or outsource our weaknesses. And what the Enneagram does is it's this, it kind of puts its arms around the whole of who you are and says, yep, this is also true of you. And it's when you are in a place where you're reacting this way or responding this way or you're going to this story or this thought in your head, There's there's a learning there. And there's a grace there for you as well, sure. because it's not the whole of who you are. But if you try and push it away or hide it away, then you are actually negating a part of who you are and how you're wired. So to be able to embrace it all and receive the grace of God for all of who you are, and then as you live in that, to be able to do that for others as yeah. well, when they don't do it the way that you would do it, or right. they don't see it the way that you right. would see it, is there really is far more grace in it than maybe we even realize.
1: I think that's absolutely true, and you can do something with the enneagram. Right. If you want to do things differently, you, there's a path there for yeah, you to do that to shift. And yeah. I don't know where you get that in strength finders, and I don't have anything against no. any of the right. other systems. No. I think they all have their place. Parts. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The enneagram, though, um, is not about um, uh, things you can make happen.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: about what you allow to
0: happen. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's it a has very a
0: different posture. Very different. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's about what you allow to fall away. Mm-hmm. And your personality will fall away. Yeah. If you're mindful and aware and mm-hmm. you allow it. Yeah. And then that gets closer to the heart or the essence of who you're created to be before right. you have to add all, all of your these personas, things in yeah. order to make your way in the world.
0: Yeah. 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 So t- I would love to hear from you for a moment, Suzanne, about how you feel is the the best way to come to understanding your type. Um, There's, thankfully now, there are more assessments than before available online at least, but not always helpful. There's tests you can take. There's uh, a friend of ours has these cards that she lays out. It's almost like poker. It's Enneagram poker. You know, how you respond to these different cards will help kind of hone in your type. How would you say, what's the most helpful way for someone who's interested in this kind of work, understanding more of who God made them to be, what's the most helpful way to come into understanding who they are, how they're wired, what their number is?
1: I'm not a fan of the test. I know.
0: I already know this is a loaded question because I know your position on this.
1: I don't like them, and I don't like the indicator. Mm-hmm. And the reason I don't is because your Enneagram number is determined by motivation and not by behavior.
0: Mm-hmm. And Explain that a little bit. Well, it's your drive. It's it's why you
1: do what you do that is a reflection of your Enneagram number, not Not what what you you do. do. Mm -hmm. I I don't think indicators give you that. Mm -hmm. And some things, there's just not a shortcut.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: They're just not one. So, my favorite way is that you hear the Enneagram taught orally Mm -hmm. by somebody who's good at it. Mm -hmm. I have a recommendation if you don't know anybody. Secondly, <laughs> I think The Road Back to You is a mm-hmm. really good primer. Mm-hmm. Really it's a good.
0: great book. It's the one that we send everyone to.
1: I think it's a good one. Yeah. And I'm still a believer in, uh, you know, our tagline here at our center is, a place for solitary work that can't be done alone. hmm And I think when you do uh, some Enneagram group work, mm-hmm. then you uncover more and more about yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. And I know that that idea of I can better understand who I am and see who God has created me to be by having others sort of help and guide, hold up a mirror, it's done in community, I think that's beautiful. But I also know that it's not always helpful to just go around typing all of your friends and family and coworkers and tell them what you think they are. How, how do you, When would you say is a good way to know your You've probably settled into who you actually are, discovered who you are.
1: Well, um, first, I'm, a, I'm also opposed. That sounds yeah, like you're I'm against a, to lot. a lot of things. That's right. I'm really not. You're just pushing all my pushing opposition all your, Yeah, That's buttons. right.
0: That's right. You're hot topic. And I
1: actually define myself by what I'm for, for instead of yeah. what I'm against. Well,
0: I mean, this interview, you know.
1: Yeah. But here's what I would say. Um, it's just inappropriate yeah. to assign it's numbers to helpful. other people. For a lot of reasons. hmm you're probably wrong, so there's that reason. Right. But the more important, deeper reason is you rob people of the journey discovery. of discovery. Yeah. And that's just not a good idea. Yeah. Why do that? Yeah. A- and when you show off like you know everybody's number and then you're wrong, you end up looking foolish anyway. Right. So i tell you how I invite people into the Enneagram and how I encourage other people to. Yeah. And it sounds self-serving, mm-hmm. but I honestly don't mean it to be. I suggest that they uh, use a copy of the Road Back to You, mm-hmm. and hand that copy to whoever they want to invite into Enneagram study and wisdom, mm-hmm. and say, "I'm a two on the Enneagram, and this kind of sums me up. Mm-hmm. Would you be willing, for the sake of our relationship, to just read the chapter on twos? Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm, you know, I want my book back. <laughs> I don't, I don't need you to read the mm-hmm. book, but I, I just like for you to read this." concise way mm-hmm. of talking about who mm-hmm. I am. Very few people do that yeah. and then don't want to know who they are. Yeah, right. Because it works, like, right. if, you, if you read your number, if somebody else who knows you, yeah. who doesn't know the Enneagram, right. reads about sevens, well, they're know. gonna yeah, go, right. oh, that is you, yeah. who am
0: I? Yeah, right, that, well, that's yeah. the next question. Yeah, yeah. and then... That uh, becomes sort of a, this beautiful generative sort exactly. of process.
1: With yep. nothing to push against. Right. You know, there's enough embarrassing stuff about our personalities yeah. that if yeah. you give somebody something to push against, like I think you're a,
2: right?
1: then the energy goes to what you're not instead of this opening of who yeah, you are. who
0: you actually are. Yeah. And then it's
1: embarrassing, but it's kind of good too. Like right, right,
0: right. Everybody's
1: in the same boat that you are. and right. So it's kind of a a process. It's a process instead of a product.
0: So I think that's really helpful. In the absence of coming to hear you teach or someone who's well-trained like you are in the Enneagram, I can take a book like this, read through, I'm going to need to do the work to read through them all. And usually, you know, people have said, you know, the one that feels most, maybe even a a little embarrassing is one to pay attention to. Like, oh, that feels like me or, oh, not aspirational. Like, oh, I want to be more like that, but this feels like it gets me. Then to be able to hand that to someone else, a couple of people that know you well, sure, and ask them, does this ring true? Sure. In your experience of me, does this ring true?
1: And it won't always. Right, right. Because people don't know your motivation. Right. I would point out that the one number that isn't embarrassed is the eights. You know, yeah. they like their number. Yes. They're kind of all about, Very, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah that's power, me. And if only yeah. all
1: the rest of you right. were the same number that I am, we right.
0: could We could really take <laughs> over them. the world. That's yeah. right. That's right, yeah. And they could. Yeah, they, and they that's try. <laughs> yeah, I that's could. right, yeah. So we talked a little bit ago about your relationship with Joe, my relationship with Jeannie. We were having a conversation previous to this conversation about that. Talk for a minute. I, I, I really love So I read Road Back to You right when it came out. Loved it. Um, listened to Ian's podcast. Listened to your podcast. Love it. But when I read The Path Between Us, that's when I, I said, we have to talk. We have to get together and talk. Because it helped connect some dots in relationship. Why is it so important in relationship? Like, what is the gift of uh, a couple or uh, family members, or even just maybe there's a team, a, a work team? Um, I have a guy that's part of our church in the corporate world that he has become the trainer on the Enneagram in his corporate job, and they bring in teams for him to kind of do this work sure. around because it just it just has the potential to lead to such wonderful team dynamics or at least understanding of each other. Why is it to you so important, such a transformational tool again, in relationship?
1: Well, the first thing we could talk about a little bit is that it gets past assumption. Hmm. Wrong assumptions.
0: Mm -hmm. Meaning? Uh,
1: Assuming that we're all the same. Assuming that we love the children the same way. Assuming that as parents we can always be on the same Same page. page. Mm -hmm. Uh, All all of that. Mm -hmm. It also... um, in a family context, addresses uh, each child needing to be parented differently Mm. because they respond to different encouragement and different punishment. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how to talk about how much I love Joe. Mm. I've been married for 31 years and I still wake up during the night and look at him and think, man, I... I don't know how I get to be with you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And yet, we don't see things the same, mm-hmm. and I'm affected by every ounce of life. And as a nine, he's put together in a way to try to be unaffected by life. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you bridge that if you don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And um, the anagram doesn't give you permission to try to change anybody. It puts it all on you to understand
2: the mm-hmm. difference. Mm-hmm.
1: I work some in the recovery community, Mm -hmm. and a good line, there are lots of good lines in the
0: recovery community. Yes, there are.
1: But one of them is every expectation is resentment waiting to happen.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And to expect Joe to be like me, to -hmm. see the world like I see it, Mm -hmm. to respond to other people the way I do, Mm -hmm. to even want the exact same things I want, leads to resentment. Yeah. And I don't want any of that.
0: Yeah. Especially unnamed, unspoken. That's right. Because you can't name it because you don't know what what it is. is. It's just a setup. Right. I don't want it
1: and we don't have it. Right. I I think um, it's the one thing that concisely Mm
0: -hmm.
1: explains Mm -hmm. how I'm different from you and Mm -hmm. what we need to do to work
0: on that. Yeah, to see each other and to come together. Yeah, I I mentioned to you it's a shorthand on our staff team, our church staff team. It really has become... And it can go too far to like, oh, well, you're just a seven and that's, right. you know, we can go that way. But for us, it's more of a way of understanding. Oh, I get it. I don't even have to have the conversation with but, you. I can go, I get it why you were approaching, you know, that objective that we were going after because you're a six and that makes, that makes totals. I can have a, an understanding, a grace, and we can move forward without ever having to have a conversation right. because of the, the more that we're all committed to doing our work around this. And so that would hold up for marriage, staff, like you said, and your family just kind of be, has become a language. It's not the only thing. It's not everything. But it really is an important thing, a pretty transformational tool.
1: So one of the things that's happened to me because of the success of the books mm-hmm. and because I've been at this a long, long time mm-hmm. is I do a lot of interviews mm-hmm. right now. And most people ask this question, mm-hmm. what's dangerous about the Enneagram? Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of lean
0: in. Yeah, what's like, the... Hidden, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. What's
1: dangerous about the Enneagram? And I actually have an answer. Mm. And my answer is that you take it to be more than it is. Right. It's just one it's spiritual tool. wisdom tool. That's all it is. Yeah. But it's a good one. It's a great one. And it's actually better with others.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In community, in relationship. Yeah. So I'd love to talk for a second about someone who's doing the work. Maybe they've read the books. They've heard this. They're excited. They're seeing the piece, the puzzle pieces come together, the thread that's been there. All along, they're discovering how God's wired them to be. What would you say to someone who, you know, is like, oh, I'm, I'm in this marriage or I'm in this dating relationship or I, I work with a bunch of people who are not interested in this kind of work? How, what would you say to them? How would you encourage them?
1: Don't talk about the anagram with people who don't know it right. or around people who don't know it. Right. Don't do that number thing. It's weird. Well, it's weird and it's exclusive. Right. And that's nothing that we want church to be, right? right. Secondly, there's not anything. That you can't say about what you've learned from the anagram and about how it affects your life, hmm. without using the word anagram and without using numbers. You don't have to use that right. to talk about where you are. Right. And people, if they notice a difference in you, which if you're doing serious anagram work, they will.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: People will come ask you, "What, what you, what's different how did about you?" know you? that, right? And then you have an offering, yeah. right? Yep. Just an offering. Yeah. Um. I think a real important line is that the Enneagram doesn't put you in a box. Mm. It just shows you the box that you're already in.
0: <laughs> this is really important because for a lot of people, when they look at it, they go, go, oh, I don't want to be labeled, That's I don't right. want to be in a box. But you'd say, you already are. Yeah. It's just helping you at least understand the box that you were born in. And how into. to get
1: out of it, actually. Right, right. And I also think it's real important to try to teach people that the is not reductive. Mm. Because it appears to be. Yeah, and right now, it's tricky, because yeah. there's all this talk out in yeah. the world about the Enneagram. Yeah,
0: people are finally starting to catch on.
1: Yeah, well, sorta. Yeah, there right. are a lot of people talking about it who haven't caught anything. Right. They're just talking. talking. It's cocktail
0: talk right.
2: or
1: right. a parlor game, which right. the anagram isn't. Right. I, I kind of would say, um, okay, what are you willing to explore with me? Mm. As opposed to you have to explore the thing that I'm using. Mm. And I think if you open a door for somebody to bring to the table what they have mm. so they don't feel like they're already behind.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good.
1: Then uh, it becomes a mutual opportunity mm-hmm. to learn from one another.
2: Mm.
1: And mislabeling is a problem mm-hmm. and labeling children is a problem mm-hmm. and making fun of people because their number is a problem. It, it's. Um, I think we have to be very careful with all of the language that surrounds it yeah. and do that with a lot of integrity.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love that idea of, of starting with a common ground. So maybe someone's not interested or aware um, in doing work around the Enneagram. Start with the common ground of, sure. hey, we just had a real rough meeting. Or hey, man, didn't that feel great when we worked together on that? Spouse, work, whatever it is. And to just start to go like, how can we do more of that? What was it about this? Because I felt like I was you know, leading out of this or living out of this. How about you? How, that's a great place to start instead of, well, if you just knew your type, we wouldn't right. we wouldn't have had that problem. If you just, I think you're a three, so that you know that doesn't. That's just putting someone on the defensive, backing someone into a corner, and that doesn't necessarily foster any sort of meaningful transformational relationship yeah. with someone.
1: I also think uh, it, it's real important to say things like, "Wow, that's not how I see that at all." Yeah. Tell me more. Tell me more. Instead of this is how I see it. Right.
0: That. So, Suzanne, I'm so incredibly grateful for this time, for the generosity of you sharing your presence and your wisdom um, and your work with our church, and you do this all over the place. What's, for you, the, the kind of the big hope of all this? You've committed, really, your life's work in different facets and capacities to this kind of work, helping people figure out who God's created them to be so they can love themselves, love God, and love others more. What's kind of the big hope for you around all this for anyone who's watching this or listening to this what would be your big hope for them around the Enneagram?
1: Well, I'm a little discouraged right now.
0: Yeah.
1: We're terribly polarized. Yes. I don't even think we're tribal anymore.
0: No, we've gone way we're past just that.
1: Polarized.
0: Yeah.
1: And as uh, a country,
0: as a culture absolutely. right now, yeah.
1: And I believe and I've got years to stand on hmm. that the Enneagram gives us a way to talk about very personal things Mm. in a non-personal way Mm. because numbers give you that anonymity Mm. in a conversation about yourself.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. So you know that you can say things using Enneagram wisdom that Mm. you would never say if you Mm -hmm. didn't have it on board. Mm -hmm. You would never ever say it and you wouldn't get away with it if you did. So I think it has the potential to give us a new language.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: Um, Another hope of mine is that uh, the tradition I come from believes that there are more sixes than any other.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard that if there is a common type in our country today, it's the six. Well,
1: I think it's global. Mm -hmm. Their struggle is fear, Mm -hmm. which is better defined as anxiety, Mm -hmm. which is clearly defined as concern about possible future events. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've been teaching for a long time. I taught theology in a Catholic high school. I've done hundreds and hundreds of retreats. I've taught on lots of topics. And until the last two years, I've never said that I think anything is immoral. Hmm. But I think uh, trying to manipulate people with fear Mm -hmm. is immoral.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I don't think I have any way to talk about that except that I'm an anti-ram master teacher and I'm trying to address unnecessary anxiety. Mm because it's um, causing more of a split. Mm -hmm. If we're created to see in nine different ways, um, surely people who have defined the Enneagram as the face of God Mm -hmm. get it, that it takes all of us. And I don't think for a minute that I have the gifts that I need to uh, handle much of anything by myself. Right. So I think Enneagram wisdom offers a path mm-hmm. for many things. Yeah. One, which is collaboration yeah. and problem solving. Yeah. And I think we've got some significant problems that require a new language yeah. that involves self-awareness. Yeah. And I think the Enneagram is it.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's very unique in that it is a, a path of self-discovery while simultaneously being a path of connection yeah. and compassion and understanding. So the more I dive in and go, God, yeah, this is just me. And, and the more you do that and I see you, I go, oh, I can totally have grace for you because this is sure. some of the stuff sure. that I think and the way I see or the joy that I bring to the world. And so while I can be doing my own work here, we can actually be connecting at a much deeper level, my past party, past ethnicity past all kinds of story that we can have this sort of much truer, much deeper. And I believe God designed, God ordained connection with each other. And I think that's a beautiful gift.
1: Me too. You know, we teach the Enneagram here in our center a lot, along with a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. But when people walk in the door here, the conversation is automatically deeper Mm -hmm. because of the tools they have on board. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking about things that could make a significant difference, perhaps.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for making a big difference by speaking into our church, by offering your time, your wisdom, by offering us incredible tools to be able to do that. And thank you so much for uh, the work that you're doing and have been doing in the world. And I'm better for it. Uh, I know my wife and I our friends and our whole church and many, many others are better for it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for giving us this time.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah.